it sort of creates sympathy for the people that really annoy me. Welcome to The Spirited Body. This is episode three. And I'm James Baker. I'm your host. I'm a psychic, uh, sometimes medium. I do some channeling. Um, I'm intuitive. I do readings for people. And I created this podcast with the help of my spirit guides to help everyone uh, do a better job at uh, knowing how to live as a spirit, as an energetic being in a physical body in this physical world. And I'm here with my really good friend, Katie. Hello. Hi. I am not psychic, <laughs> but I have questions for you. <laughs> well, um, good. I'm glad you do. Whenever you have questions, please go ahead and ask them. Uh, I'm really um, kind of excited about the topic we're going to do this week. How was your week? It was actually a pretty good week. Really? Yeah. What was I'm, good about it? Uh, I'm in a phase in my life where I'm just getting so comfortable with kind of relationship with self. And when you keep going in that direction, the need for outside anything kind of dissipates. And it's like a really empowering feeling to just be like, ooh, I'm just, I wanna sleep alone, I wanna journal, I wanna work alone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's healthy, but I just been in a space of like really enjoying getting to know myself. I think that that's an incredibly healthy space to be in. Uh, Especially when you don't feel lonely, like we talked about before. I think that's great. I think so much of uh, the messages we have been getting or the message I get from my guides is about really focusing on yourself and being able to know yourself, uh, recognize yourself, recognize the connection to your highest self. And that's a skill that I think so many of us neglect. And we, in in some ways, we live in a society that really values someone's ability to be selfless and... um, and I think that we get confused with being selfless as acts of charity and, uh, and acts of love with like not spending time on yourself or deprioritizing yourself and your own wants and your needs. And I think that can be a confusing uh, space, but that's good. How's- yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm reading this book. I think I talked, I talk, I probably have talked about this book. I'm reading like only one chapter every couple of days because I just like, it's really intense and I just want to like digest it in a meaningful way um, called Radical Awakening. Did I talk about this before? No. Dr. Shafali. It's an amazing book that really dissects and unwinds. Um, it can be for anyone, but really specifically for females in our current societal construct around religion and being a mother and being a lover and being a wife and the role that we play and the the the, 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 the selfishness as, or the selflessness is being seen as like this badge of honor and she really breaks it down. Interesting. And talks about how it's really about the work that you do within and actually really stopping and evaluating those beliefs and those rules to see like, do they actually serve you or are you just living like super inauthentically? Mm. Like, do you really want that? Mm. And it is like... Every time I read a chapter, I'm just, it's like the chapters are like, you know, being nice. <laughs> like, like it's, you know. Come on, why don't you smile more? I know. You have such a pretty face. Um, so yeah, lots of unwinding this week, but like in a good way, like I'm kind of just here for it. 
Yeah, that's really I, good. And this podcast really helps me understand a lot around this is a spiritual experience in a human body. And that experience, the goal of understanding and unwinding that, we may never understand it fully, but is not to just be happy all the time. It's to understand from what I'm gathering, the ebbs and flows of, of life and all of the spectrum of emotions that come with that and how we perceive them and what meaning we attach to them rather than, I just hope I can like get to this place in my life where I'm just happy all the time. It's actually really not the goal. No, it's, it's not really the goal. The goal is to be in communion with your highest self and reach communion with people around you. So that means really authentically meeting people where they authentically are. Mm. And the, there will be hurdles in order to get there. That's, that's, I mean, the definition of us being here, right, is we are separate. We are physically separate from each other. We are each poured into our own little vessel. And that vessel is distinct from everybody. And um, it's about overcoming all of those differences to commune with ourselves first and then be able to use that um, connection with our highest self to commune with the people around us. Mm. And carry, can you carry that out and with other people? Um, that, that is always what they talk to me. And I know that they want to talk about it later. Like I know that they have, it's a topic for another podcast that they want another lesson as they call it, <laughs> that they want to talk about and share with us. And I think that, uh, that that's really it. And it's not about being happy. It's more what they talk about actually is being satisfied. Mm. That's the word that comes up a lot that when you uh, you know you're on the right path when you're doing something and you're satisfied yeah. when you do it. And I think that that's an important difference. Um, happiness is great and joy is great. And all those, none of those emotions are bad, but um, they talk the word they use a lot of satisfied. And that sort of rings a little bit deeper for me rather than happy. Satisfied has a different meaning. Well, maybe because I don't know if this is what you're referring to, but like, let's say you go through a really hard experience and there's a lot of emotions and you feel pain and you don't understand why, but then on the other side, you feel and see and understand the growth. That's like a level of sat satisfaction that comes from going through that experience that wasn't necessarily happy. Right. Like when I went through my divorce, that was a very difficult time. The decision for me to leave was very difficult, but there was a satisfaction underneath it. If I can make that, if that makes sense, there was a satisfaction. There was a, there was a, scratching an itch or a, um, a correctness to it that it just sort of carried me through the process. And while I was an emotional wreck and it was incredibly difficult and it continues to be incredibly difficult only eight short years later, um, <laughs> um, it, there is a satisfaction. There's nothing in it. That's not soul serving mm -hmm. for me. And, uh, and it's led to a lot of growth and a lot of, discovery and a lot of <laughs> different aspects of myself being revealed, which is all part of the plan and part of that process. Um, there was a satisfaction. So I think that that's a key. That's a clue for us as humans. Uh, when we feel that level of rooted satisfaction mm -hmm. that, um, that we know we're on the right track. 
Yeah. I think that that kind of circles back to what I was saying about this, like discovery of self and relationship with self and connection with self. There is a certain satisfaction in that, that like just can't be met in another way. And I think that kind of speaks to maybe even what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think there's some people that have a level of dissatisfaction when they're exploring themselves. That's difficult for them to do. And that's why they're focused other Mm. Other people, other things, uh, work, uh, you know, different vices, exercise, alcohol, substances like that. Um, you know, they can't find satisfaction or they don't know where to locate satisfaction in their life. Um, yeah. And I think that that's, that's an issue. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's talk about what the topic is this week. Okay. The topic for this week is manifestation. Uh, this is a big one. I really tripped out when you texted me the topic. Because <laughs> you usually text me on Monday or Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And the week before, like that uh, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I run a startup company. I'm one of the co-founders. And uh, one of my roles that I really like to lean into is sort of, you know, taking care of the leadership team, you know, understanding what their needs are, like, just helping us all grow together and just like really just coming together for the collaborative nature of what we're trying to do. Um, Our end goal is an acquisition. So we're all in this for an acquisition. We all share a similar goal. And uh, that, that week that you had texted me, I was sitting in this weird space of like, wait a minute, we all want this acquisition, but do we all want it in the same way? What's everyone's number? What is our belief around what it takes to get there? Because then I was like, if we all have a different end goal for how it goes, then we're all manifesting something different. So let's get on the same page. And um, I found this amazing um, interview that Oprah did. I'll have to get the gentleman's name. I always forget. I've watched him a couple times. It's Michael something. And he talks, he just eloquently talked about manifestation. And I said, I'm going to share this with everyone on my leadership team. I was a little nervous too. You know, I, especially, I think probably with my VP of engineering, I was like, is he going to see this? Okay. But I was like, are you making a generalization about engineers? I'm not. Okay. They're actually some like, can I be honest? They are my people. They are my favorite people to work with. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Knowing you and having a generalization about engineers. Yeah. That makes sense. So I said, I'm going to do it because here's the thing. If I'm trying to manifest this this acquisition by myself, it'll be so much more powerful if we're all manifesting the same thing. So I sent everyone the video and I said, um, I want to know what your number is for the acquisition. And I was very curious to see all the different numbers yeah. that came in. And I and then um, I showed them the video and then we had an in-person meeting the next day and I just talked about like, can you guys just bear with me on this manifestation stuff? Like, it's okay if you don't believe it. It's okay. Whatever you the takeaway is. But... I feel really pressed to like make sure we're all on the same page and write it down and just have the same goal in mind because I think it'll happen a lot quicker if we're and it was funny. So I sent the video to my VP of engineering and he wrote back and he said, hmm, interesting. I went, oh no, what does that mean? <laughs> and then the next day I saw him, I said, So are you putting in your two-week notice this morning? <laughs> and he said, No, 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 no. I did have to watch it three times. It was really deep. And I said, I hear that it might be like new or I don't know if you've dove into this stuff before, but 
I've dabbled a little bit in my own manifestation and it's really powerful. And I realize that we all have a pretty big goal here and we better get on the same page because if seven people are trying to manifest the same thing, that sounds more promising to me than me. And then you have your own ideas of what, you know. And then uh, two days later, you texted me and said, topic for next week, manifestation. And I said, holy shit, that's weird. Because I've been working with people for years and I've never brought this up. And then I just said, Katie, you have to do it. You have to go out on a limb. Don't worry about what people think about you. They're not the right people to, to build a company with if they can't talk about this. And so they were all available for it. And um, then he texted me that. So anyway, that was weird. And when was your first, you know, when your first exposure to manifestation was the concept of manifestation? As- I feel really like lame saying this. Because uh, I feel like everybody says this. But the it was secret? Like, yeah, see? Yeah. I'm upset by yeah. that. Well, you know, what's interesting is I saw the, the move the they made like a video or movie. I want to say movie. I'll put that in quotes. Um, they made a movie about like a little documentary and I was really about the secret. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yes. And the people that interviewed, I was very interested and I cannot remember the name. All I know is that she, this woman who sort of spearheaded and they interviewed her, they completely cut out the fact that she channeled this information and that she's like a full body channeler she channeled something named, named Abraham and like that guide, her guide was a real big, like where a lot of this sort of current understanding of manifestation came from. And, you know, that came up, I don't know how many years ago, like 15 years ago, 16 years ago, became really super popular probably for that. But, you know, I was not in the spiritual realm at all <laughs> practicing or anything back then. But um, that's my first exposure to it as well. But I went, when I heard it, I sort of went into it. And my friend actually talked to me about it. Sort of, she's very analytical. She's an accountant, numbers, 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 sort of that mind, scientific-y kind of regimented mind. And she was talking to me about it a little bit. I was like, what? And she gave me a little bit of the background. And I went, okay. I'm going to, um, and this is straight James. This was, no, this is pre-awakened James. Okay. And so I was at work and I just thought to myself, okay, let me see if this works. So I was at work and I thought, I just want to see Caterpillar. Okay. okay. Universe. I'm going to concentrate on Caterpillar. It'd be amazing to see a Caterpillar. And you know, it's, it's winter in, you know, Santa Cruz. It's not... <laughs> it's not caterpillar season. And I, but the, just caterpillar came to me. So I was like caterpillar, 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 caterpillar all day long, just thinking about it, thinking about it. And so I left work that day and I'm like looking caterpillar, looking, looking, like nothing, nothing. I get home, you know, I get to my car, nothing. I get home, nothing. I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I go to um, put my son to sleep and he gets to pick out a book. And of course he goes over to the bookcase and he pulls out the hungry caterpillar and he goes, look, daddy, caterpillar, caterpillar, daddy, caterpillar. Okay. And I was like, oh, wow. And it was, it was a lesson for me. Like, okay, maybe there's something to this and B, it doesn't have to come to you like you think it is. Mm-hmm. There's actually a book that I just finished that talks a lot about this. It's called uh, The Universe is Talking to You. And you can like really call in uh, messages and information. Hundred percent. And it really, if you're open. But I do agree. It's it's sort of this um, weird 
push and pull around, I believe in this thing that I'm going to see or that I want or that I need or whatever you may, however you classify it. And I'm going to feel like I already have it, but be okay that I don't. And it's like this weird balance of energy that if you can get right in the middle of that, I feel like things happen. Well, the channel today is going to talk a little bit more about the dynamics of, of it. I'm very interested to see. And it's, it's funny when, um, when I channel about topics that the world knows about, it's interesting to me, the, the messages that I get and the lessons that I get about it and the things that my guides have to say about it, because usually they take a slightly different take on it. And it, I don't know if it's because it's my mind and how they convey the information to me as an individual and how my unique energy reads it and interprets it or, and I think this is the, the more accurate one. If as a, as a universe, we have sort of taken those initial steps under our wing already. And it has become such an understanding that now we are open to hearing it a different way mm-hmm. or understanding in a different way, rather than we're no longer just doing, you know, circles and squares and triangles. Now we're going to do like angles and learning what an isosceles triangle is. Does that make sense? Like you're just taking that one. I'm I'm not really sure. It feels more like the second one is accurate that once we reach a certain understanding in society that the energy around it shifts, it's no longer uh, is it or isn't it? It's how. Yeah. And I think when you really dive into the spiritual realm and you listen to different people, if you sit with all the different messages, it kind of is the same. It's just explained very differently. It's like, I, I do think that there, you can have the same conclusion and deliver that message in many different ways. Yes, I, I, I agree. And it's, uh, so it's always interesting to me because it helps my understanding of it differently. And the other thing that my guides are always really emphatic on to anyone I read, anyone that I talk to, anytime I talk to them about something, they always say, you're working too hard. Just relax, like calm down. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, they're really, um, they're, they definitely don't admonish. It's more like just, you're making a much bigger deal of this than you need to. Like, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that hard. I mean, perception really, really is everything. Uh, yes. So anything else you want to say about manifestation? Any more thoughts, curiosities? I'm curious just to see what's channeled. Let, um, I, 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 again, I, I love all the different, like you, I've heard, man, I've talked, I've talked and listened to like about manifestation for years. Yes. And it's always very interesting to hear just the different ways that people want to connect with it. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's so, and, and, and this is channeled from uh, a new guide. This is somebody that came oh. in. Uh, I, I I recognize his energy and I know that people are very, very keyed in on names. I typically don't care. Sometimes guys come through and they're like, hi, this is so-and-so. And And I'm like, great. And a lot of times they don't, it's just energy. And I will recognize the energy from previous channels or as just a guy that's around me frequently. And I don't question it. Um, But I know that the public, the, when I talk to people, they're very interested in what's this being's name. They mm. they like names, which 
I'm fine with. Uh, I'm just typically not that great at getting specific names from my guides. It's something I'm working on to get that specificity, mostly because I don't care. It, it, I know people are like, you don't, I'm like, I just, it doesn't. I care a little. Does, <laughs> did they tell you a name? Yes. Yeah, so he gave me a name. What's the name? I'll tell you. Okay. He, he reveals himself in, in, in it. Ooh. Okay, we ready? I'm ready. Okay, so this is the message on manifestation. How kind of you to welcome us into this topic for learning and expansion of knowledge. This is a topic of most important interest on your planet, and the discussion comes from different perspectives and places. All are inclusive and correct in their way, but we would like to speak to you of the nature and understanding of manifestation so you may have a broader understanding and ease with which you consider this topic. How are we to help you firstly and most practically for your desired result? Let us start with the understanding of manifestation in your world. The background of this concept is true. What you consider, desire, focus on can come to be. It can be pulled into your existence. This is Bayret of the Top Energy. That's his name. Bayret. B-E-H-R-E-T. From here, we flow with the understanding of energetic companionship and connection. And the image, I'll just share this. I don't know if you're interested in this. I find this fascinating because I get a lot of visualization of it. And it's just an understanding. It's not a full explanation. <laughs> okay. But when they give me a visual, I'm like, oh, okay. It somehow integrates with my understanding in a way that I'm like, got it. It was like um, layers of energy. And he, uh, they, his sort of energy group flows along the top part of all these layers of energy. It's a very top energy. And like he says, it's the energetic understanding of energetic companionship and connection. Okay. This is the space where we can describe to you the energy of attraction and manifestation in your world. Okay. So it's that top layer of energy. Yeah. And he's sort of like coming from the center of companionship and connection, which seems it has to do with attraction and connection. Okay. So we're talking to the expert. (laughs) I'm here for it. It is important to understand that you are a conduit of energy and energy expression in your world. Your uniqueness carries with it a signature, a dominant pattern that can recognize and vibrate with certain specific energy. This is an energetic predisposition and is unique only to you. What you pay attention to, what interests you, and what aligns your soul are all unique to you in capacity, in capacity and energetic turn-on. This is the nature of you. The uniqueness is symbolized in your DNA. These specific and unique instructions alter and craft your physical experience to be solely yours. This creates an understanding and interpretation of the world that only you can experience. No matter how well you describe or share, none may know what it is truly like to be behind your eyes. This is important to understand. Your creation and this unique interpretation of the world leads to what you notice, what you are attracted to, and how you interpret what happens in the world around you and to you. Whoa. So. What does that say to you? Um, I'm going to digest that for a second. Just that 
I mean, it's kind of what I said, maybe perception is everything. Yes. We're all attracting and manifesting things through our own lens. Well, don't go, I wouldn't say, I mean, yes, but what he's basically saying here is that every person on this planet is explicitly unique. Okay. And that's symbolized in our DNA, right? Like every DNA is, is unique to the individual. And that's an, that expression of that DNA determines how we see, how we interpret, what we notice and combined with our energetic expression through our unique physical body, what interests us, what we like, what we don't like is all going to be different. And even if I like movies and you like movies, there's no way to compare how much we like movies. Mm, Okay. Because your 10 out of 10 movie maybe my 10 out of 10 movie, but my 10 out of 10 movie might be, you know, the most, I I can't live or think about anything else. And you might be going, yeah, it's a 10 out of 10 movie. So there's no way. There's no measurable. There's no measure. And so therefore you are 100% unique, having a unique experience in this world. And you can never, no matter how hard you try, share and express the true interpretation or your experience of the world that you are living in. You know, I've actually thought about this before in the sense that like when you like in, in the more physical realm, like when you grow up with a million different inputs, millions of different inputs as you're like developing and growing that combination of process and input and experience could never be replicated upon anyone else and so therefore your perception and story and narrative of the world will always be unique to you unique because no one could ever live in the exact step that you lived that created the narrative around who you are exactly and even if they did even if that could be possible it would still be different because they have a different physical body that interprets Differently. Are you going to get annoyed if I ask about identical twins? <laughs> no, because I actually thought about identical twins too. And what I can say Don't is... Don't they have the same DNA? Yes. But, I, yes, I think they do. And what I'd say is it's still different because the energetic expression combined with their physical identity still makes them different. Mm. So they still don't have the same life. They still have different interests. They still have different beliefs experiences, all of that stuff. It's still, they never are going to be lockstep. Yeah. So fascinating. Fascinating. I've always been really fascinated with twins. <laughs> Me too. But I just find his explanation of it leading with that very interesting. That, mm. that this uniqueness thing. Okay. So I'll keep going. This uniqueness determines how you interact with the world and how you interpret it, what you recognize in it. Therefore, no one shares the same world as you. What you focus on literally dictates the world that you recognize and see, and therefore becomes your world. Your attention now creates your world. If you pay attention to the wonder of the world around you and the unexplainable beauty of nature and the dawning of every new day, the world is new, creative, and wondrous. And yet it is the same world as the one who was punished and abused 
seeing only malevolence and greed, selfishness and hopelessness. The same world holding two different realities. It's kind of like how two people can experience the exact same situation but have extremely different reactions. Exactly right. Which is why when even looking at eyewitness, you know, the, the idea of eyewitnesses, we think that they're invaluable, but all the research shows no two people see the same thing, the same situation, the same. And it's very difficult to get two people to report on the same incident in the same way. That right there, we should all, I mean, why aren't we taught that in school? How to interact with each other as human beings. And understand that there's no possible way that the person sitting across from you has the same experience as you. That's fascinating. Fascinating. And so true. And to really understand it. And for me, it sort of creates sympathy for the people that really annoy me. Oh, God. Let's not go there. (laughs) But do you know what I mean? It's very... I hear you. It's liberating in a lot of ways. It gives you the ability to hold your own uniqueness and feel grateful for that experience while offering grace for others in their experience. Right. Right. This is a key. I'm going to keep going. Okay. This is a key concept in the idea of manifestation. See, I've never heard this part of manifestation. This is really fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Understanding that your attention creates your reality, your attention, not your desires, but your attention. That's a pretty key indicate, like difference. Yes. And I think maybe some of us have heard before. Yeah. Just wanted enough. Yes. Yeah. Fascinating. The difference between desire and, att- and attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We recognize that many, I'm going to continue reading. We recognize that many humans view manifestation as the creating of what you desire. You think if you concentrate hard enough, my desire will pop into existence. The truth can be as dramatic as that, but it is rarely the case. The desire you truly seek already exists. What you seek already is in existence. It is not a thought that somehow becomes physical from your mind. You do not need to do that much work. You only need to recognize it in the world around you. Can you recognize the path to it? Do you think that that is along the lines of sitting with the desires that you have and opening your mind to seeing how those things are already around you so that your attention goes to that? Yes. Okay. It's kind of like, is it the same concept of, you know, like I need, like if you had someone who like had an orange car and you're like, oh, I've never known someone had an orange I've never seen an orange car before. But then like, then you see orange cars everywhere after you, is that similar? Similar. Okay. I remember a while ago meditating and having a session with my guides and they were like, why are you thinking of manifestation in this way? Like you are working way too hard at it. It is. They're like, do you think that you want your dream house? They're going to talk about your house, the dream house as an example in a second. They're like, do you think because you thought of what your dream house would be that all of a sudden, it, you know, it doesn't exist in the world and you have to force it into physical existence, into like precipitation into this physical world through your mind thought. They're like, that is, 
<laughs> that doesn't. That's not how it works. Okay. It's not. You don't force things into existence. That's not it. Okay. Then they said, if you want a home, the home of your dreams, you merely have to recognize the path that will lead you to it. You don't need to push your thoughts into physical reality. Understand that your desire already exists. Now, think of how attainment of that desire will make you feel. You can follow those those feelings of happiness, satisfaction, and alignment to your goal. They will always lead the way. This is different, right? So, Well, it's kind of like in that book that I was reading. They're like, you have sort of a desire and your the universe will give you the opportunity to follow the path to that desire. But then we like miss the cues. A hundred percent. So like. We're terrible at cues. So like an example of this is, um, so my partner is responsible for the funding of, of, of our business of our startup. And he pulled me aside a couple days ago and said, I'm so sorry. I know you hate this. Cause I like to be more behind the scenes. Can't actually, I can't believe I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> and he was, he was shocked. He was like, you're going to do what? Is there going to be a camera? Oh my God. He was like, I'm so sorry, but there's a couple calls. Like it's actually, I've been advised that you have to be on some of the calls because they, people, investors actually really like love that there's a female co-founder and also like your co-founder. So I'm sorry. And my initial reaction was like, but that's your responsibility. And like, I don't want to do it. And then I was like, you asked for an acquisition. So the universe is saying, here's the next step. So you don't want to do it, but do you want that? Yeah. And then I said, okay, thanks. And then I just did it and I was fine. Um, but do you see what I mean? Like we, we resist, it's like the universe like puts it in front of us with so that we have, we hold this desire and then the universe says, here you go. And then we resist that and then go, why didn't I get what I want? Yes. Well, you didn't follow the path right. that they set in front of you. Right. And is that what you're speaking to? Kind, yes. So I think they'll explain it a little bit better, okay. but, but yes, I, I think for me, the thing that really flipped the switch for me is understanding that what I really want already is there. It's already there. I don't need to work to pull it out of thin air. I don't need to create a caterpillar where a caterpillar shouldn't be. I, it already exists. All I need to do is follow the clues in my life that make me feel like I'm going to feel when I get it. Okay. Say that last sentence again. All I have to do is follow the clues, the steps that make me feel like I'm going to feel when I get what I want. Okay. So if I'm going to feel happy, peaceful, safe, satisfied. I just need to follow those things in my life and that those, make me feel that way. And those feelings will eventually lead to the desire. Dun, dun, <laughs> So for me, this completely changes manifestation. For me, as I get chills all over my body, the understanding, the knowing that everything that I want already exists. It's already there. It's not about creating it. It's not about, it's just there. 
Yeah. And all I need to do is take the path. And as they've told me as well, you're always on the path. So how much of this is just sort of trusting and being held in the experience? Help me understand that. Well, I feel like when you say, you know, you're already on the path, but follow these things, it's like there's like this mental game that comes in that wants to take over and be in the driver's seat. So how much of this is like trusting that the signs of the path will be there and knowing, do you see what I mean? Yes. And then like when to take over in your own mind and just be the own dictator of your life. And yeah, I think that, that there's float down the river. Yeah. What do I do? I mean, you're right. It's a, it's a difficult, it's a difficult uh, sort of path to recognize. And that's a different, difficult decisions to make, right? We're, we, as a business owner, you know, I have to think about the next best decision, right? Like I have to think about it. It has to make logical sense to me in order to make that decision. And sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't, as you know. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm so comfortable. <laughs> and I think that there is that where you don't like throw your hands up and say, well, if it's supposed to come to me, it'll come to me and that'll lead to what I want. That's, you don't have to be passive. They're not asking us to be passive. They're asking us to actively pursue those things. And the pursuit should be dictated by how we feel about the things that are being presented to us. Mm. So it's like wake up and pay attention a little bit. Yes. And you you are absent from that process. You are active in that process. It's not like I'm going to make my dream board and I'm going to put it on the wall and look at it every day and then do nothing in my life. You know, I'm going to lie on the couch. That's not manifestation because you're not making choices. Yeah. You're not taking steps. You have to make the choices. Yeah. This, I mean, it, it's so weird because it like makes sense, but it's also kind of hard to explain. Yes. Um, okay. I'm going to keep, keep reading. Yeah. Understand that your desire already exists. Now think of how attainment of that desire will make you feel. You can follow those feelings of happiness, satisfaction, and alignment to your goal. They will always lead the way. Now let us be clear that the feelings that will lead you to what you desire will be true feelings of connection to your highest self and will not be based on feelings of revenge, greed, or spite. Feelings that transcend the physical will lead you swiftly to your desire. Mm. And I think that that right there is what you're speaking of. Sometimes we don't recognize, right? We don't recognize the proper step to take because our 3D emotions, our three-dimensional physical plane emotions that have to do with value and have to do with difference and contrast are what get in our way. Mm. But this this is going to give me exactly what I want right now. And this is going to make me feel better than my best friend who's making more money. Or this, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the decisions we make that are based on compare and contrast. Yeah. I, I get what you're often get in the way. Which is even more important to keep coming back to yourself. Exactly so right. So that your connection with self overpowers sort of societal belief systems around, well, this person has this, so you should compare yourself and you should want that. Yes. It's a true connection with self that derives the desire. Yes. Okay. Yes. Manifestation is the art of recognizing what you want in the world around you. The path to your desires will be highlighted by the feelings of love, connection, and happiness associated with your end result. 
The secret is to follow and not create. The creating is already done. Okay, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty. The secret is to... The secret <laughs> is... <laughs> just gonna... Is to follow and not try to create it. We wish to impress upon you that the keys are understanding that the feelings that you will have when you attain your desire are the ones that will lead you to it. The art of manifestation is the practice of recognizing those feelings when they occur and following them. We are here for your peace and understanding to create the world that you want. This recognition of path is the validation of the higher vibrational emotions. So you may be walking on the path of light, love, and connection. Wow. That's the end. So it's kind of like recognizing that the universe is here for you. And to be an active participant in that, but to also not try to create it and to try to... It, so I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, kind of going back to my, my company, um, you know, there are seven of us on the leadership team, all have equity in the company and with a goal of acquisition. And uh, about a year ago, or not quite, like nine months ago, I, my partner and I hadn't had any, any time away for a while. We're, like, we're going to take two days away. We're going to go see Dave Chappelle. We're going we're gonna to just take two days away and just like really unplug. It's been crazy a couple of years with COVID and everything. So we go and we get to our destination. And right when I turn my phone on, my, my head of engineering messages me and says, can we do a quick 10-minute Zoom call? And I'm like, okay, no, no worries. Yeah, let me get to the hotel. So we get to the hotel, I open Zoom, I pop on, I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, I got, I'm going to leave the company. And I said, okay. You know, when people leave, I don't try to talk them out of it. Right. Uh, that's not my job. I'm not responsible for other people's paths. Um, I said, you know, I completely support your decision. I understand, you know, you're going to take this other opportunity that she had. And I said, that's fine. And we're here to support you. And thank you for sharing. And, you know, thank you for giving lots of time. So I get off the phone and we both look at each other because here's the thing. I run a SaaS business, a SaaS startup business, and my partner and I are not technical. (laughs) So this was not a role that we could just assume, right? Like other people in the leadership team have transitioned out in the past and we just pick up the pieces until we find somebody else. Of course. And an average hire time is four and a half months and I have four weeks. And I said, okay. Um, I got really upset for a moment and I was like, this wasn't part of the plan (laughs) because I kept having this visualization of all of us going through the acquisition together. And I was really attached to her being the person. She was a strong, very intelligent woman leading technology. And I really valued that. And so I had this idea in my mind that she'd be there till the very end. So my, I was very disrupted in my thinking around how I would, now how am I going to manifest this? Like the, the pieces are falling apart. And then I got upset for like 10 minutes, at, not at her, at the universe. Right. And then I, it just kind of overcame me. And I was like, you're still on the path to your acquisition. <laughs> you're just, you're just that you're, that wasn't the person who's going to facilitate this to come true. So I, um, did a, a round of interviews and I was like, Oh God, I'm not going to find anybody. And then one day I went into my office and I said, by the end of this week, I will have hired somebody and I will understand why this is happening to me. And 48 hours later, I found the person that I was going to hire. It was the quickest hire I've ever made. 
even in a non-leadership role, I never hire quick. And when I look back, to hire quick to hire. <laughs> I when I look when I look back, um, this person that came in had certain expertise that that person did not have that I was unaware of, completely unaware. I'm not a technical person, mm-hmm. even though I feel like they're my people. <laughs> and literally, I don't. You know, we're self-funded. And had that transition not happened when it did, there was a very significant real chance that we had like this 30 day window we wouldn't have met. Mm. And his ability to come in and have a different skill set that pushed things in a different direction changed everything in the company. And I and it's weird to say, but I can look back and go, holy shit, had that not happened at that exact moment, the startup may have not gone forward. And so it's something like that, right? Like I, I was so stuck in how this had to happen. It had to be this particular person at the end. And the universe was like, oh, no, we're so sorry. Um, this is how it's going to go. And so now I'm like really try to sit in the seat of when something happens, I just need to understand that like my idea is not the most important idea. In fact, my idea of how it's going to happen may very well not facilitate the desire at all. And there's a certain level of relaxing into the trust and showing up for it, not just laying on the couch, like you said, but also really trusting the path that is in front of you and seeing it in that way. Because had I really sat in that discomfort and distress of her exit, it was the biggest exit I've ever had where I was like, I'm going to be fucked up from this exit. Mm -hmm. And this is going to fuck everything up. And, but had I, you know, I remember... I remember like we were both really shooken by it. I think I was crying. My partner was just frozen. And I said, let's get these out. I don't want to avoid the feelings of this, but we also have to get back up and go, this is happening for us. And it's okay that we don't understand why, but we know that the universe is going to show up for us. So we have to, we have to have the space for the feelings and then move into that, that space of thank you universe. This fucking sucks, but I'm going to, I'm going to trust that you're going to reveal why. And so do you think that when something else comes up like this on your path, and this is a perfect example of them saying you're never off your path. Yeah. You know, it was, it was part of you're never off your path. There's no way that you as a being that exists on this planet is off of your path. You make a decision to go with something that doesn't get you to your end goal. That doesn't mean you're off your path. That means you're diverted and it's going to take you a little while longer to get there. But there's, it's impossible for you to get off of your path. But do you feel like the quicker that we can come to the understanding that we can't always be in the driver's seat and things are happening for us rather than to us, that the the the... Uh, detours will be maybe a little shorter or is that wishful thinking? I don't know. Shorter. They should be more tolerable, more understandable, more accepted. Yeah. Because our, our interpretation of what is happening may not be real. Like you said, you were so attached to your idea of the way things were going to go that you couldn't allow anything else to happen. Yeah. Right. And so not being able to roll with those punches could have really prevented you from moving forward. 
right? You could have been sidetracked way detour. No, I say where we were with the release of the product and how much self-funding we had left, the math didn't add up, had that transition not happened exactly right. when it did. And so now I actually feel like the, the goal for me is not to avoid the pain and the hard things that come with a startup company. It's to sit back and, and pay attention and listen and not avoid, right? So then like a couple months later, or actually just a couple months ago, I had to transition someone out of the leadership team that I did not want to, and I could feel my body avoiding it, but I could feel the universe saying, no, you want this and you have, this is, this is the decision. And then I just said to myself, stop, do what you did before. Stop trying to control exactly how it happens and lean into the messages and the clues that you know are the right way. And, and act in that way and just be okay with how hard it's going to be. And that process, satisfying or not? Oh, it's very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So what did you learn new about manifestation? The path is already paved and I just need to focus my attention rather than focusing on my desire. Yeah. I think that to me is like, what are you attending to? And just like really showing up to listen and pay attention to what the universe is really putting. What's around you. Right in front of you. Right in, right, right in front of you all the time. And that's the other thing too, they talk about path. And I think it, it is about manifestation because really we're all, we all know what we want in our life, whether we are conscious of it or not, we, we know what we want. And so the universe, everything is sort of putting that out in front of you and there is no way you can get off of your path. So every wrong, quote unquote, wrong turn you make, right? The, the entirety of the universe is laying out new clues and direction signs and landmarks to get you to your destination. Now that you've taken that right turn, how am I going to get you as quickly as possible back to where you need to go? It doesn't stop. It's constantly adjusting around you. How how much do you recognize in that path? Mm. It doesn't change. It doesn't yeah. change. Yeah. They're very, very clear. You, There's no such thing as getting off your path. You you are always on your path. You may not be. That's like I've heard like before, like, how do you know that's supposed to happen? Because it did. <laughs> it's like, it did, so I just know. Um, all right. So that was manifestation. Hope it was helpful. That was, that was a really cool perspective. Yeah, I, I, really appreciate I, I really appreciate when they give me information like that, that just makes things a little bit easier and says, don't work so hard. I love that too, don't work so hard. Don't work so hard. such a weird belief in our society that it needs to be so hard and so forced and yeah. I You're not that. trying hard enough. Yeah. So, all right, I'm James. I'm Katie. And uh, this yeah. is The Spirited Body. <laughs> <laughs>